Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And to God be all the glory. There is no greater love than the love of our Father. And I, whew, I am excited and I am so glad to be able to come and share with you. We are going to close out our series, our theme for this month, A Perfect Love. And, you know, that song is so exciting because I'm going to tell you what God's love is. A perfect love. God's love is a great love. God's love is an awesome love. God's love is the best love that we ever have in our lives. It's not truly taking place, God, just for Him, for His purpose in our lives, for who He is, for loving us in spite of us. Because we know, we know, we know that He, oh my God, just the things He does for us. The way he shows us how much he loves us, I tell you, it makes my heart melt, and it makes me glad on the inside because I know had it not been for him, I have no idea where I would be. I want to take the opportunity to welcome each and every last one of you to our Freshman Alive weekly broadcast. I am Reverend D, and I am just, oh, my God, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this series. Oh, my God, I love this the month of love. And we know that, you know, February, you know, because it's Valentine's Day, uh, we consider this the love month. And, you know, but one thing that I realized is that, you know, February should not only be the love month. Every month, every day of every month, every day, every second round should be about love, should be about God's love. We shouldn't just have to devote one month to just really expressing our love. We should be expressing our love each and every day of our lives. And I thank God for expressing his love to each and every last one of us day after day after day after day. Our God is a great God, a mighty God, a wonderful God, a loving God, a God that loves you and a God that loves me. Before we get started, let us have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you again for this God, this grace, and God, we thank you for your mercy, and we thank you, God, for this for your friendship, for your love, God, for the way you, you, you keep us, for the way you talk to us, for the way you hold on to us, for the way you love us. God, the love that you give us, God, no one has ever given us that kind of love. And, God, I just I, I appreciate you, God. I thank you for being who you are in my life. I thank you for being who you are in all of our lives, God. And we just ask you, God, just to have your way, God, in us, God. Have your way through us, God. I'm asking you to use me this night, God, for allowing you to be a vessel for the God uh, of of just a word, God. Allow you to be a conduit, God, of your love. And allow others, Father God, to come and know you, God, who the very teaching that you not only get to me, God, but you get to all the pastors, all the preachers, Father God, of God's church in the national. Father God, I thank you once again for all that you do in us and through us. And I feel this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As I say on the onset of the call, we know that this month has to a perfect love. 
a perfect love. And the word of God reminds us that the perfect love casts out all fear. And I thank God for that love. But tonight I want to touch on 1 John 4, 19. And the scripture reads, we love him because he first loved us. You know, but then I had to add something to that scripture. I'm not trying to deviate from God's word, but there was something else I just had to add. He best loved us. You know, and we can say that we have been loved by people. We have been loved by friends. We have been loved by our families. We've been loved, but honestly, the best love that we would ever receive in our lives is the love that God has for each and every last one of us. And so I never want you to forget that, that he loved us for it, but he also loved us best. So just remember that. Now, when you think about our lives, many times in life, we often show love to those who show us love, okay? And then we refuse to show love to those who refuse to show us love. Love is probably, I'll have to say this, the most misused and misunderstood word that there is out there. You know, we have young girls and women who give sex just to get love. And they do that because they're afraid of the rejection. And then we have young men and men that give love to get sex. And oftentimes, again, out of fear of being rejected, fear of being rejected by your peers, fear of being rejected by uh, the person that you're dating or whatever, but fear, that fear, keeps us in a place of, of bondage, you know. That fear keeps us in a place of, 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 of not moving forward. You know, we, we, as, as men and women of God, we tell each other, I love you, all because those words were spoken to us first. And many of us refuse to love first. We refuse to show our love first, again, out of fear of rejection. And we just have to say right there, rejection. Rejection is the root of bitterness. Rejection uh, brings forth anger. Rejection brings forth hostility. Rejection brings forth, oh, my God, just hatred and animosity because, you know, we, we go through stuff and we, we, we pour our hearts out and we give love and we do this and we do that. And the person we give the love to, whether it's a marriage, you know, whether your husband or your spouse has, has cheated on you or has stopped loving you, and we find ourselves in a place of rejection. And so what happens is we have gotten afraid to love again. We've gotten afraid to open up to anybody. So we refuse to show love. We refuse to give our heart. We refuse to give it out of rejection. We refuse to give our love out of rejection. We refuse to give forgiveness all because of a fear of, of rejection. You know, that fear of opening myself up to a place of being rejected once again. We, we refuse these things because of, of, of that fear. Fear, 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 fear. Fear and rejection. Fear keeps us in a place of bondage and the inability to walk in the fullness of God. You know, and then the thing is that there are so many examples that we pull from in our daily walk, in our lives. There are some people that we look at, and we look at them as an example. And the reason why we look at them because we see how they overcome this or how they go through this or how they handle this. And the one thing that I've learned is that the examples that we, we glean from, they don't teach us how to operate in God's unconditional love, but it teaches us how to walk in the conditions of man's love. 
And the example that we should follow is that which we see in 1 John 14. Again, we love him because he first loved us. God gave us his love first with the knowledge that we would reject him, okay? You may say, what? Yeah, when God loved us, he loved us first of all, when he informed us in our mother's womb, he already knew us. So he loved us already knowing who we were going to be. He loved us already knowing what we were going to do. He loved us knowing the lies that we tell, the many times we cheat, the many times we stole, the many times we rejected him, the many times we betrayed him. He knew this, but yet and still, he still loved us. He gave us his love first knowing that we would operate in disobedience. And he gave us his love first without fear of how we would mistreat him. And above all else, he loved us first. Above all else, he loved us first. Above all else, he loved us. And we, right there, that's the example that we should go on in our own lives. Here is God. Here is the sovereign one. Here is the creator of all things, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of and every last one of us. He opened himself up and gave his love to us. He loved us. He loved us. He continued to show us love each and every day. And each day of our lives, we reject him. We mistreat him. We abuse him. We lie on him. And yet and still, he has never taken his love away from you. When we find ourselves in a situation, the minute we're rejected, the minute we're abused, the minute we're mistreated, the minute somebody steps away from us, we find ourselves not wanting to give that love back in return. And we see and go by the examples of mankind and the post of looking at God as the example of how we should love. See, God reminds us that he loves us unconditionally, okay? There's no limit to his love. There's no conditions to his love. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you in your good days. He loves you in your bad days. He loves you when you smell sweet. He loves you when you don't smell so sweet. He loves you, and he doesn't sit here and put these conditions on you just so he can love on you. And see, that's the thing that we deal with so much in life, that there are people who put conditions on us, and if we don't go by the conditions that they give to us, then we find ourselves not receiving the love that we so desire. And then we all of a sudden we begin to walk around in fear. We walk around in that rejection because you don't love me the way I need to be loved. But God, but God gives us the example of how we should operate. God's love is a perfect love. His love is perfected in each and every last one of us. For many times we allow that perfected love that is put in us to stay on the back burner and we're going to operate out of man's love because of what, again, has happened to us in our lives. Many times we, we walk away from a marriage because it was bad and we vow never to love again. Many times we see here, and our friend has dismissed us, and we vow never to love another friend again. We allow ourselves to walk in fear of rejection, and that fear of rejection keeps us from operating in the love that God has for us. If we go back to verse 18, you know, when we talk about how perfect love casts out fear. What the Apostle John seems to be conveying here in simple terms is probably the major reason, other than the fact that mankind is cut off from God, while we do not love more and better, okay? We are afraid. We fear it will cost us something, that we are going to get hurt, we're going to lose something, we're going to be humbled, we're going to look bad, we're going to be rejected, we're going to be put down, or that our neighbors will not accept us. 
And one must understand that fear involves torment. And God is a forerunner for us, all of us, of living a life of love without the tormenting fear of rejection. We know that we are so bound up by what man thinks. And we sit here and we rely so much on what man says about us, how man thinks about us, how man feels about us, that we find it very difficult to operate in a love other than man's love. You know, and the person that we should focus on, the one that we should consider is God. See, God's love is one of acceptance. God's love is one of healing. God's love is one of deliverance. God's love is one of joy and peace. That's the kind of love that God has for each and every last one of us. But we run from God's love so many times. We run right into the arms of man. We expect man to do this for us. We expect man to give unto us. We expect man to be who we need them to be. And the thing is, when you expect man to do what you need man to do, you will find yourself in a place of rejection and disappointment because man will not always do what you require him. Man will not always do what you expect of him. Man will not always do what you desire of him to do. Man will turn that back on you. And what about us? We don't trust in man. We don't put our trust in man. We put our trust in God. But as we put our trust in God, that teaches us how to love in the way that God has told us how to love. That means that when man does hurt you, that means I don't have to sit here in the corner and cry and stay there all by myself. You know, that means that I can still be free to love again. But man turns his back on me. That does not mean that I have to turn back on everybody else because my back, because I've been rejected, that means that I can still receive accept love and still give love. We have to stop being so much about what man's laws and man says and man doing this and man doing this and understand God's word, understand who he is, understand the purpose that he has for each and every last one of you. We live in a world right now where we deal with racial um, ignorance. And I'm going to say it that way, but we deal with mess. Uh, racism. We deal with a whole bunch of stuff with the wars, and you know, we deal with a whole bunch of things, you know, regarding you know, even very different prejudice, and all these things go on. You know, we we have people that can't stand you because of the color of your skin or the color of your eyes or how tall you may be or how short you may be, and you find people that turn that back on you because you may be big or tiny, you know, and you find yourself in a place of wanting someone to receive you, wanting someone to love you, wanting someone to hold you, and yet and still you're stuck. You're stuck looking for a man to, to be this and for a man to be that. And God says, I've already loved you. I've already held on to you. I've already healed you. I've already spoken a word of encouragement to you. I have always spoken to your spirit. I have already told you that my love is perfect. I have always perfected my love in you. And so why do we keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between rejection and fear? And God lets us know that his love, his perfect love casts it all fear. That's why it says, the Bible reminds us that we love him because he first loved us. You know, he loves us first. And many times you won't love first unless somebody loves you. And if somebody loves you, that means you're not loving first. You didn't love them because they love you. But God didn't sit here and say that I'm going to love you because uh, you love me. God loves us first. And we should know because of that, that's our example. That's our hope right there. That's our hope for our future. That's our hope for tomorrow. It's to know that because 
of that love, because of that perfected love, that we can go forth. That's because of that love that and if someone does break your heart, if someone does hurt you, that you can still rise up because the perfect one lives in you and the perfect one has spoken his word in you and the perfect one loves you and the perfect one has allowed his love to flow through you. It is time for us as men and women to open our hearts to God's people. You know, when we sit in church, we see people fall by the wayside. We see hatred spewed out in the church. It comes from the pulpit. It comes from the pews. It comes from the door. You see it all around you. You see hatred on your job, hatred in the streets, and sometimes you'll find hatred in your home. But God is still God, and his love is still real. And his love is still being perfected in each and every last one of us. And we have to make up in our minds that we are going to be real. We're going to show real love. We're going to show God's love to the people out here. That means that we're going to go to the highways and the byways to do the work that God has called and compelled us to do. That means we have to stand for righteousness and we have to trust in the love that God has placed in us. That means that even when I'm broken and when I'm hurt because someone has mistreated me, that means I still need to speak and say, well, God, I know God because of your love that's in me. I can still go forth and do the work that you call me to. I know I may have a hard time in my house. I know I'll be struggling with this issue. I know my husband may have crushed my heart. Now, God, I know you your love is killing me. Your love is killing me. And because your love keeps me and your love fills me, I know that I can go forward in you. I know that I can continue to show your love to a dying world. I know that I can be who you call me to be. I know that I can show love to those who don't even love me. I can show love to those who hate me. I can show love to those who turn their backs on me. I can show love to those who can care a hell of things about me. That's how we got to be. God loved us first. And God set the example. He showed us how we should love. We sat here and we mistreated Jesus. And if you look at our lives today, we still mistreat him. We still keep him on the cross. We still betray him. We still lie. We cheat. We still we do all kinds of things. And yet and still, they still love us. Yet and still, God's love is right there for you and right there for me. And God can love me in the midst of my mess, and God can love you in the midst of your mess, and God can love us in the midst of our mess, then don't you think that we too are to love one another even in the midst of the mess. We can't keep walking right here thinking we're holding it out that we've never done anything wrong and that I don't have to show somebody my love just because. Yes, you do. If someone has wronged you, love them anyway. If someone has hurt you, love them anyway. If someone has mistreated you, love them anyway. If they have turned their backs on you, love them anyway. Show God's love. Walk in God's forgiveness. Operate in the master's plan. Do the work that he has called you to do. Stand up and be who he says that you are. Walk in love. And begin to love others, not because they love you, but because you will be the example that God has called you to be, and you're going to love them first. Let them know that you love them and show God's love. Show his love. Show his love. Our God is a great God. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is a magnificent God. God loved us first, knowing all that we would and wouldn't do being the ultimate example of loving without fear, showing us that even if we get rejected in love, we should not stop loving. We should continue to show his love to others as he continually 
shows his love to us. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you once again for being our God, for being our Father, for being the one who sits up high and looks at love. We thank you, God, for just loving us first, God. And, God, we thank you for just loving us back, God. We know, God, the best love comes from you, God. We know, God, the greatest love comes from you, God. We know, God, that your spirit, Father God, lives and dwells in us, God. And, God, all we want to do, God, is walk in the purpose that you have called us to walk in, God. We want to walk in the, the mandate for our lives, God. And we want to operate in your love, God. So teach us, God, how to be more loving. Teach us, God, how to show one another your love, God. And allow us, Father God, to go forth and do the work, God, that you told us to do. Father God, I thank you once again for who you are and for who you have called each of us to be. And this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank each and every last one of you for joining with us tonight, for allowing us to come into your homes and just minister to you according to God's word. I thank you for just the work that God is doing. I thank you for his presence in your life. And I thank you for, just again, allowing us to come into your homes and, and just, just hang out with you, just show you love and just being your friend. We invite you to visit us on our web at www.godschurchinternational.org or www.godschurchinternational.com. Check out the other arms of the ministry. We have our Divine Youth Intercession that takes place every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have our Freedom Hour, which takes place every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have our Travail Prayer Hour, which takes place every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we would love to have you join in. We'd love to hear from you. We welcome your prayer requests, your praise reports, or even words of encouragement. We just want you to know that we are right here for you and that we love you with the love of Jesus. So until next week, just remember, it's not about you and it's not about me but it's all about God. May God bless you, and may heaven continue to smile upon each and every last one of you. Have a wonderfully blessed evening, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.